Um, I'm your host Miguel Hayworth. We're going to continue uh, covering on the uh, aspects of the LCJ, the Lausanne Constitution of Jewish Evangelism. Um, we were covering on um, the, the focus of mission within the LCJ that um, looked at the, the actual covenant, what the covenant represented and um, last week we were talking about how they incorporated both Roman Catholics and Protestants into the, into, into the arena um, and the criticism around uh, the Roman Catholic Church and the Protestant evangelicals um, treat, mistreatment of uh, of uh, Judaism and, and um, the whole nature of the Messianic movement and uh, they're looking um, at ways of building bridges where the Roman Catholic Church can change its position uh, as those in the wider um, evangelical Protestant camp um, which have been uh, I'm not sure how they can do that how they can misrepresent Jesus Christ and yet want to establish unity with Roman Catholics and the Roman Catholic Church and uh, those ecumenical organizations in the wider uh, evangelical camp um, now the title of this one is called the Lausanne Constitution on Jewish Evangelism's Promotion of Ecumenism. Now, there was a magazine and it's on page 13 and it's called Bulletin 95, which is an official publication written by Dave Stacker, um, who is involved with uh, a group called Chosen People Ministries. Now, he writes. The LCJ's first ecumenical gathering report, and that was the title. The first was an ecumenical gathering organized by Messianic Jewish community in Buenos Aires on October 20th, 2008. The event took place at the Bat Shah Shalom Center. At the main speakers were the Roman, uh, were the Roman Catholic Archbishop Monsignor Luis Alberto Rivas of St. Joseph Beliscia. Dr. Thomas McKay of Once Baptist Church and Messiah Rabbi Ricardo Kemi from Chosen People Ministries in Argentina. The theme was uh, Sokoth, a vision for hope and eternal indwelling of all believers. Martinger Rivera's opened the speaking on the topic of the eternal hope for all believers, in addition to the importance of having such a high ranking Archbishop of the Catholic Church attend the Messianic Jewish gathering for the first time. There was a musical uh, reptile of the choir um, by the choir of the Church of Pilar and Flores of the most outstanding choirs in Argentina. Now, Dr. Thomas McKay spoke the prophetic significance of the Feast of Tabernacles and he was accompanied by his church choir. Masonic Rabbi Ricardo Kemi ended with the topic Yeshua portrayed in um, the Jewish festivals. Um, page 14 says, as a consequence of the ecumenical event covered by the Masonic Jewish community of Buenos Aires, 
the most important Argentine, uh, Argentine newspaper, um, Clarin, ran two articles on Messianic Judaism. Rabbi Kami was, uh, was interviewed and he unshamedly said that those who follow Jesus, whether they be Catholic, Evangelical or Messianic Jew, Jewish, need to respect both uh, but to reach out and love to the Jewish community with the gospel message. Now, my whole question is, how does the Catholic, Evangelical and Messianic Jew represent um, the body of Christ as a means to reach the Jewish community with the gospel message? First question is, does the Catholic Church actually have the gospel? And the answer is no. Because if they did, they wouldn't practice um, a whole range of different ceremonies around the sacraments which they claim are absolutely essential for salvation. Um, it, they say, uh, David Stacker writes, it was the first time that a major newspaper with a daily uh, calculation nationwide, 2 million copies introduced Messianic Judaism to the general public. Another event that made the impacts on Jewish evangelism was the Conference on Israel and the Church, con convened by Chosen People Ministries, chaired by Dr. Carlos uh, Vinil, um, can't pronounce his name, Vinella, um, Dean of the Baptist Ceremony of Buenos Aires. And then Dave Stacker says, it is my desire that more Latin American leaders will attend the LCJ events. And then he says, there will be a time in the new future when we'll have a Latin American conference of the LCJE. Now a letter was uh, written to Dave Stacker in which Dave Stacker says, I do not recall ever, ever um, having written any reports arguing or promoting ecumenism in any shape or form. And you are, um, are you sure you're addressing the concerns to the right person? Which the, an email sent to him in regards to the nature of this uh, magazine that he wrote. David Darker um, denying that he ever wrote such articles. Um, made an untrue statement um, it might be the case that he wrote it and then forgot about it but I, I doubt it um, Dave Stacker then says um, we have no opinion neither any saying or the programs of that an indigenous ministry in Argentina does it says I reported neither con condone nor condemn this is the end of the story, further cries right to the editor of the LCJ, Davis Dark, who wrote that as a response to a email that was sent out to him. And that was back in 2011, um, Wednesday, October 19th. Now he says, I can neither condone nor condemn. So I can neither condone nor condemn any unity or ecumenism with regards to Roman Catholicism. Um, now... Um, on the 26th North, North American LCJ meeting in Phoenix, this was reported in the 2nd to the 4th of March 2009. Um, this was reported by the International LCJ Report by K. Kerr Hansen. Hansen. Um, he, the 
quote is Elsie Jane uh, good friends and I put in that ecumenical ties now they say the LCJ is this global but small network and they say what unites us whether we are Jews or Gentiles it's a commitment to share the gospel with the Jewish people now they say we may sometimes be disappointed how little importance is given to Jewish evangelism on the agenda for Christian mission admission to the Jews is not downright rejected against such a background and then they say it's good to see that we're not alone we have good friends um, when I look back at the year 2008 I am pleased with the support for Jewish evangelism which has been expressed by the World Evangelical Alliance World Evangelical Alliance is one of the biggest ecumenical in institutions on the planet uh, who are um, very much aligned with the World Council of Churches and I believe they're members uh, as well of the uh, World Council of Churches first they sponsored a full page advertisement in the New York Times March 28, 2009 with the headline The Gospel and the Jewish People an evangelical statement and advertisement which later print printed in other newspapers and Christian magazines the next theological commission the World Evangelical Clients brought together a theological task force on the outskirts of Berlin in August which um, resulted in the statement the Berlin Declaration and the uniqueness of Christ and Jewish evangelism in Europe today the paper of this conference will appear in a shortened form in a book in 2009 edited by Dr David Parker the executive director of the World Evangelical Alliance Theological Commission now the LCJ's president Tobi Zertsky was a coordinator of the Berlin consultation the task force consisted of 13 persons six of these members are LCJE and several others are well known as speakers within the framework of the LCJE the World Evangelical Alliance represents approximately 420 million evangelicals in 128 countries I shall hardly hurt anybody by saying that of course we do not suddenly have 420 million evangelicals with Jewish evangelism on their daily agenda this is not the way things work but I'm filled with the admiration that world movement like the World Evangelical Alliance has officially given their support to Jewish evangelism and thereby risk the good name and reputation and right now because of this they, uh, their support they're being accused of promoting anti-semitism now we know um, with the World Evangelical Alliance they have included the Roman Catholic Church from within the World Evangelical Alliance and this was their report and it, it had the heading um, towards ethical approach to conversion now they, the World Evangelical Alliance stated that Christian witness in the multi-religious uh, world the World Evangelical Alliance together with Pentecostals from the United States were invited by the World Council of Churches and the Roman Catholic Pontifical Council for interreligious dialogue now if you remember Dave um, Tavi Zersky was very pleased to have on its partnership the World Evangelical Alliance that said uh, that the World Evangelical Alliance were invited by the World Council of Churches and the Roman Catholic Church 
Pontifical Council for Interreligious Dialogue, the PCID, to participate in a consultation entitled Towards Ethical Approach to Conversion. The Christian Witness in the Multi-Religious World, held in Toulouse, France. Um, this was the 9th to the 12th of August, back in 2007. Three of the delegates represented the World Evangelical Alliance. This was Richard um, Howell from India, Thomas um, Schreimacher from Germany, and John uh, Lagolis um, uh, from the UK. On the print, it says, on the primacy of the Roman Catholic Church, um, the World Evangelical Alliance reported that almost two months have now passed since the Vatican's most recent important statement on the nature of Rome, the, the Roman Church, published June 29, 2007, with the approval of Pope Benedict by the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, CDF. The document reaffirms a historic position um, on the primacy of the Roman Catholic Church and articulates relationship to the Eastern Orthodox Churches as well as those coming out of the Protestant Reformation, including Anglicans. Um, these weeks have been given time for the dust settle, time for the secular media to criticise and move on, time for the Catholic leaders and priests to explain the implications of the statements Time for the Orthodox, Protestant and Evangelical reflections to emerge, and these different voices are emerging. In this essay, I will attempt to articulate a global evangelical response out of the voice of the World Evangelical Alliance leadership from different continents and contexts. The LCJ responds to the World Evangelical Alliance, and they say, the, in the Lausanne consultations for Jewish evangelization, we cannot do very well without such friends. The World Evangelical Alliance has associations with the World Council of Churches. Um, the World Council of Churches reported that the conversation evangelical support for the code of conduct, that the World Evangelical Alliance uh, is ready joint. Uh, is ready to join the World Council of Churches and the Vatican in supporting the code of conduct to guide activities seeking converts to Christianity. Um, the LCJE and the LCW has more ecumenical ties. Also in the Lausanne Committee of the World Evangelization, it says we have good friends as the LCJE, we are now part of the Lausanne family. The countdown has begun to the next major international LCWE conference which were held in Cape Town, South Africa, October 16th to the 24th, 2010. This was the event that um, Prophetic Witness Ministries International, Paul Wilkinson, um, who many know him for his um, stance against Christian Palestinianism, which, well, there's no disagreement in that area, but... Um, even though in his critique he spoke out against the Cape Town event, he did not um, criticise the LCJ um, as being part of some family in this very event. Now, who is involved with the LCJ? Now, the people are as follows, such as Louis Goldberg, Al Fruttenbaum of Ariel Ministries, Marsh Rosen, Art Glazer, Dan Juster, Stuart Durnerman, Mitch Glazer, Susan Pullman, 
Mike uh, Schiffelman, Paul Cedar, Adrian Glasspool, and David Starker. Um, members of the LCJ, um, um, to name a few, was Adrian Glasspool from CMJ, um, which is a Messianic Jewish group, Jonathan Bernus, Voice Ministries International, Albert and Dorothy Pash, PashInstitute.org, Alfred Tabot from Ariel Ministries, David Brickner, Mosh Rosen, Susan Pillman, Steve uh, Witham from Juice Jesus, Dr. Gary Haddock from CJF Ministries, David Zardock from CWI.org, uh, Nut Hoyland from Casbury uh, Center, Jens Arnie, uh, I think it's, um, it's a Danish name, I think it's uh, Scott, Danish Israel Mission, Kerger um, Hansen, Bob Man uh, Mendelssohn, Jim Shilby, John Paul Remp, Rabbi Kirk Glebe, Henry Morse, Mitch Glazer, and Toby Azertsky, the president of the LCJ International Committee. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, uh, he was written, uh, an email was written to him, uh, which he responded in due course, um, which Ariel Ministries states, they are proudly uh, features one of the agency members of the LCJ network. Arnold has been contacted in 2009 and still continues to ignore the implications of the LCJ and roads into ecumenism. An email was written in 2006, sorry, 2009, um, and this was at 2.57pm. Um, um, the email stated, I was wondering if you could pass on my query on Tom Furtenbaum. I recently discovered that Ariel Ministries are involved with the Lausanne movement via the Lausanne Constitution Jewish Evangelism. I applaud all those who seek to reach the Jewish people with the message of the Gospel, which first and foremost is for them. Who I do not, what I do not understand is that why Ariel, Ariel feels it's necessary to ally, ally itself with the Lausanne movement in order to achieve its goal. Lausanne is part of the World Evangelical Alliance which is now part of the World Council of Churches. None of these organisations can be considered kosher. This has become a stumbling block for myself and others I know who have benefited from the teachings of Dr. Fruttenbaum for years now. Surely by allowing oneself to such a group it undermines any good that Ariel has been doing. Please get back to me as soon as you can. I hope that you'll be able to clarify things. So Arnold Fruttenbaum wrote back and he said thank you, this was in March the 3rd 2009 um, he said thank you for your email of January 27th 2009 the Lausanne Consultation Jewish Evangelism actually operates quite independent from the Lausanne Consultation World Evangelism that's not actually true as stated by the LCJ and quoted uh, by them earlier on um, he says and is quite autonomous wherefore there is no connection with the World Council Churches etc that's also not quite true we know that is uh, the case because of the Lausanne Covenant which the LCJ directly comes under and they're not separate um, 
organization from the Sun movement. Um, he uh, says the LCJ is gathering all kinds of ministries dedicated to Jewish evangelism, both on a regional and world perspective, and come together every year on a regular basis for the purpose of sharing and discussing new issues that have come up in very limit limited field of Jewish missions. We uh, we know that also includes the Roman Catholic Church. Because um, there's a group called the Catholic Federation, and they're so into Jewish evangelism. Because um, there's a Catholic priest called Matteo, who uh, was involved with that, but not necessarily with the LCJ. Uh, but he is interested. Um, so do we incorporate these Catholic groups who uh, do support such uh, mission work or such movements? Um, Alfred Tamar says all members of the LCJ hold to verbal inspiration of the scripture none of these compromise on the issues necessary uh, of believing the death and resurrection of the Messiah for sin that is the only way to salvation whether Jew or Gentile and rejects all movements which are associated with dual covenant allowing Jews to be uh, saved apart from their faith in Messiah um, so we see our involvement of the LCJ does not in every way compromise our position. Yes, it does, because plenty of Catholics also believe that the death and resurrection of the Messiah is um, uh, the only way for salvation in that the time of the, the Mass. Um, so he writes out signs of found uh, G. Frutzenbaum. Now, the first comment that Arnold made, he says... The Lausanne Consultation Jewish Evangelism actually operates quite independent of the Lausanne cons uh, Consultation World Evangelism. Now this is contrary to what as I'll state in this article and this was the 1983 paper commissioned um, by the Lausanne Consultation of World Evangelism. Passionately pleaded for more cooperation in the body since it says the LCJE is connected to the LCWE and also quotes independence of the church is bad cooperation with the church is better and service as an arm of the uh, service as an arm of the church is best we know from the lcwe that the lcj is closely united with the lcwe in fellowship regardless of the ecumenical history of the lcwe as for the world council of churches it was gina stromberg who created the LCWE Covenant. Gina Strongberg is the executive director for the United States Office of the World Council of Churches. And is the, uh, this very covenant is what the LCJ directly operates under. We also know that the LCJ is closely united with the LCWE in fellowship regardless of the ecumenical history of the LCWE and the loose connection. Um, in response to the, um, in response from Arnold, he does not directly deal with the answer. Uh, deal, sorry, he does not directly answer the questions. This has led me to publicise this uh, correspondence that had been going between an email that sent to him and the response from Arnold Fruchtenbaum. The next uh, response was sent on March third, two thousand nine, and this was back to Arnold Fruchtenbaum. This stated, um, thank you for your email. 
I am puzzled by your response in order to be a member of the Lausanne Consultation of Jewish Evangelism. One must have to be in agreement with the Lausanne Covenant. This alone should send out warning bells. Why should it be necessary to have any involvement whatsoever with the Lausanne movement? Surely it's possible to evangelize the Jewish people without the need for involvement with any kind of uh, with any kind with the Lausanne movement. Lausanne movement is the laid foundation for the LCJ, and as such is the tree from which the LCJ grows. I believe that Lausanne movement to be a corrupt tree, and anything grows out such a tree cannot bear fruit of fruit in Christ. Arnold responded. Thank you for email dated March 3rd, 2009. He says, I think, I think you have some misconceptions about the Lausanne Covenant. In fact, a number of the members of the LCJ are part of the fundamentalist movement, and none of them have a problem with the Lausanne Covenant either. So I wonder what you were thinking. I suggest you read the Lausanne Covenant and underline which statements you disagree with and get back to me, and we'll see what we can, where we can go from there. But as you see it, the Lausanne Covenant does not have anything I would prefer to have in um, that I would prefer to have in it as far as it goes. I do not see the problem with what you seem to have with it. Yours for the salvation of Israel, Alfred and Um What Arnold fails to realise is that the LCW Covenant uh, with the LCW Covenant that Arnold has signed himself to, Rome has no problems with it. Um, if you referred uh, back earlier on, um, this was in the last show, I think, we covered on the covenant and the uh, implications of it and the analysis of, of the very covenant. When you find why the, you ask the question, why the representatives of the Vatican and the Catholic clergy have signed up to this very covenant that Arnold himself has uh, signed up to. To this day, Arnold Fruttenbaum is still in partnership with the ecumenical LCG. You can see the late advert for 2012, which um, was showing it was an advert um, that um, came through Philip Powell's Christian Witness Ministries had listed this event on its document. Um, this is why the uh, and I I believe that Philip Powell is quite ignorant of the LCJ. Now um, I'm not sure if it's something he wants to address or go into, but a lot of people don't seem to want to do that. The two were uh, scared of upsetting the uh, rocking the boat, upsetting the apple cart, apple cart as it were. Um, this is why. Uh, Roman Catholic Archbishop Monsignor Luis Alberto Riveris of St. Joseph Bliski can accept the, accept the integration on the LCJ's first ecumenical gathering. Another document shows us why there are, we have known ecumenists working for the LC, within the LCJ, such as Dr. Fresa um, Newell, who is the co-chair of the Anglican Church of North America, Ecumenical Relations Task Force, also on the Massiant Jewish Subcommittee since 2006. She has been the CMJ USA uh, Chairman on the board and serves as the United States Representative to the CMJ, CMJ's Israel Board. 
Dr. T. Newell has, uh, also has a doctor ministry degree at Trinity School for Ministry at Ambridge, Pennsylvania from 1994 to 1997. She was the director of the for the Extension Depart Department at Trinity and today serves as the Travel Study Director there. The Trinity School uh, Ministry stipulates under Mike MacDonald. He says, I preach and celebrate communion at least once a week, sometimes more. I am overseeing an Alpha course and I have recruited a small youth ministry team while I search for a youth pastor. The largest parish ministry is a vibrant community. I often thank the Lord for the opportunity and for my Trinity education. Now, um, there was a, a prayer that went out, and it's, uh, it was by Cardinal Sherborne of Australia. He's a Catholic. He prays uh, for the. Um, he prays for. Um, um, Holy Trinity at the Holy Trinity Brompton Leadership Conference. I'm going to see if I can actually play this back. We're we're um, approaching the half an hour mark, and um, I'd like to play this audio clip, and um, you can see how this is all connected and how the dots are all joined together. I'll uh, get back to you. Uh, please get back to me after the break. God bless you. Um, and Maranatha. Before we we was uh, discussing on um, the department at Trinity because Dr. T. Newell serves as the travel uh, stu study director there, and they're very much pro alpha. Now. That is a clear indication of uh, someone who's very ecumenical. Now, the school promotes uh, known ecumenists such as J.R. Packer and John Stott. Now, recently, in, um, there was the uh, Catholic Cardinal Schilborn of Austria, and he said this prayer at Holy Trinity Brompton. And the prayer was, uh, I'll play a clip of it, and then you'll be able to hear it. But I'm not going to uh, the, uh, play the whole clip but we thank you for your amazing grace the grace of your eternal love the grace of your Holy Spirit you have put on your church thank you Lord for your prayer that they may be one as you and the Father are one. Jesus, we ask you, break the walls that separate us. Build the bridges between us. Over, let us help us to overcome the fears of Longing 
That was Nicky Gumbel and this Catholic Cardinal together. And uh, there's um, an interview with Nicky and this Cardinal, and this was in, um, if I could get the date, this, um, I can't remember when it was. Um, this was at Hull Trinity Brompton, London. And um, this was some time back, but this fairly uh, recently. So I'm gonna, yeah, it was, sorry, uh, May sixteenth this year it was reported. Um, I'm gonna play uh, a, a clip. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. Cause the whole thing is half an hour, but it's just to give you a, a sense, a taste of uh, what exactly is going on, and you can see how. Uh, this is what ecumenism does. I'm going to uh, then address the issue of juice cheeses um, after this clip. Rather intellectually, yeah, not 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 practically. Uh, and when I was 13, my parents divorced, uh, and um, and I discovered faith at the age of 11 personally. And it became really a personal relation to Jesus, uh, and and I began began to to practice regularly and to become an altar boy and and uh, to be close to the parish. And I remember when I was 13, 14, so pubertate, uh, yeah, age. I said to my mother, "My home place is the parish." And and I got my priestly vocation very early, uh, at the age of 11, and I remember very well that moment when I felt the first time that call to priesthood. Uh, and and astonishingly, it remained through through all these years. And at my uh, uh, serious age of 18, uh, I became a Dominican. Um, my mother thought that I'm a little bit too young for that. Um, I said, I, I know this is my place, and I became a Dominican. And you studied a great, I mean, you were fluent in six languages, and you studied, and you have doctorates. Just if you add Greek and Latin, then it's a little bit more. <laughs> Cardinal Koenig, famous Cardinal Koenig, uh, who was a genius in languages, uh, I asked him one day, uh, Your Eminence, how many languages do you really speak? And he, he gave the answer, difficult were only the first ten. <laughs> 
And, um, and then you did the, your doctorate. Um, just talk a little bit about your studies. And the... uh, I, I began uh, my studies with the Dominicans in Germany, and very soon there came the big crisis. The big crisis in the Catholic Church, you, you know, uh, from the mid-60s on, uh, there was a tremendous crisis. Uh, 80,000 priests have left priesthood in the, the years between 65 and 75. It's, an, it's a drama, it's an enormous drama. And I was very young, I was shaken by, by the crisis. Uh, we were taught Bultmann, you know who is Bultmann? Uh, that's this uh, very liberal, critical German Protestant exegesis. And we lost ground. I, uh, I'm not in the confessional here, but, uh, uh, but I, I, must, I must say, uh, I stopped prayer for one year being in a monastery. Because we were taught Prayer doesn't mean anything, so uh, I stopped praying. And after that year, I was near to, to leave uh, religious life and the way to priesthood. And, and I remember the day and the, the hour and the place where the Lord catched me back. Uh, unforgettable, unforgettable. Yeah. Amazing grace. But then, then uh, uh, we had this tremendous experience of, of a collapse in theology, in religious life, in church life. And it was, again, a tremendous and amazing grace. I met in 67, I was 22 years old, uh, I met an Orthodox monk who had participated at Vatican II. Uh, as an observer and one evening uh, unforgettable he spoke to a little group of young Dominicans about the church fathers and about his spiritual father his starets and that it was it was a blow up it was an it was a, 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 a disclosure for us for me uh, and we started studying the church fathers that saved us that saved us i discovered the, the love for the church fathers for the the, the as saint jerome says when the earth was still warm from the blood of christ yeah, this period of the beginnings of the church uh, and so i i i came to theology i became a professor uh, in, in Switzerland, and I had a great privilege to be helped by some great theologians. Hansus von Balthasar, uh, who invited me to meet him, uh, me as a young theologian, I, I was unknown, and, and, and he encouraged a lot. Such a great man, be so simple and humble to, to help this young man. Uh, uh, Henry Chadwick in Oxford, uh, he gave me such encouragement. Uh, and then Joseph Ratzinger, who became my teacher, and since then, I know him for 42 years now, and uh, in confession I can say the first thing he said to me after the election in 2005, uh, when he was elected Pope, he 
said, let us keep our friendship. Uh, it's really a great privilege to have known him and to have worked with him with for many years. The Catechism of the Catholic Church would not exist if Cardinal Ratzinger would not have been the head of our drafting committee, the head of this commission. He is an amazing man and it's a great, great privilege to have had him as teacher. If you want to listen to more of that, I can. Uh, if you email me Miguel at firstpomoy.net, I can um, send you the full 30-minute video um, with Nicky Gumbel, and he gets so in in the video he gets so excited, so enthusiastic. He thinks it's you know he, he lords this uh, priest, this archbishop as someone's most remarkable man and gives you the impression that oh this guy truly loves the Lord he's truly serving Christ what wonderful thing we can get together and give the gospel together is this what the LCJ wants when it means by um, what unites us is, is infinitely greater than what divides us parroting what Nicky Gumbel said when he met Pope John Paul II at the Vatican made the exact same statement. Um, anyway, I uh, get on to uh, Juice Jesus. I did write to them um, concerning Emmanuel Mombasa. Now he says that Juice Jesus does not hold to the belief or teaching that are in the Catholic Church, that not in the Bible, where we do not hold the apocryphal part of it. So he's saying um, they will unite with Rome as to where there's an agreement but they do not hold to the belief or teaching that are in the Catholic Church that are not in the Bible so when the question I um, had was so when um, does the Catholic Church actually hold to its teachings that are in the Bible does it ever um, because it seems to be additional to uh, what the Bible teaches concerning whether it's the Eucharist or Mary or Joseph etc. Um, so my response to him was it does not explain why you're simply overlooking doctrinal issues in the area of ecumenism nor will you address this issue with me. It appears that when the question is asked and being sidelined um, and indirect comments are made does not clearly address the issue of why, um, if Jews Jesus are opposed to the Catholic doctrine, Catholic doctrine that Jews Jesus are working within the Catholic, Roman Catholic Church in delivering Passover services around London and some parts of the UK. This inc also includes Poland, uh, where Jews Jesus um, 
um, are accepted in some Roman Catholic churches, as explained by a secretary who corresponded with me over the phone in London. This was like the head office. Also confirmed by my correspondent in Stoke-on-Trent, this is in the UK, would it not be more of an statement to say that Jews cheeses are ecumenical, as um, Jews cheeses has supported and praised Jews who have become Roman Catholics, especially reporting the Issues mag magazine volume 17.4 in the attendance for the first ecumenical uh, LCJ event, as stipulated in the LCJ magazine that Jews Jesus was in tents in Cape Town to 2010, organised in conjunction with the World Council of Churches and the Lausanne Consultation for World Evangelization. This also featured Rick Warren as one of the main spokesmen. As furthermore, one of your members in the Bolton's 95 LCJ magazine stipulated uh, this was the Juice Jesus um, member in the Bulletin's 95 LCJ magazine stipulated that there was an ecumenical gathering held in Buenos Aires, South America, led by Roman Catholic Cardinal. I was wondering how Juice Jesus justifies its partners and involvement with such organisations. Maybe um, Juice Jesus pr uh, promoted, which promotes, po promotes postmodernism. Um, and I asked Eustace, could you tell me of your praise of such Sedificantist, Mel Gibson? Now, a Sedificantist is, um, believes that every Pope leading up to the last Pope, I think it was Pope Paul, uh, Pope Paul, and any, every Pope after that since are known as anti-Popes, so they're like pre-Vatican II. So, such certificantist Mel Gibson's Passion the Christ film and praised it for the reason to open dialogue when, ever, uh, when the whole story was based on the vision of two Catholic mystics who practiced monasticism. Um, so these two mystics would have followed the uh, influences of the Desert Mothers. Now you hear quite a lot about the Desert Fathers how they were experiencing with Eastern Oriental philosophy and practices, and then you had the Desert Mothers who were more or less doing the same. I said, uh, please could you explain to me why Jews Jesus are trying to change the Roman Catholic Church's views on Jews and treat the Roman Catholic Church as being partly Christian. For Jews Jesus to say that they do not agree with Catholic doctrine, it would appear that Jews Jesus is trying to find common ground with the Roman Catholic Church because Jews Jesus is not a church, no, uh, as they say in their words, do we hold to a specific theological track of thinking. Um, I, I said that um, Jews Jesus correspondent in London said, we're a device, we are device and don't require missionaries to be a specific domination because we're more concerned with people hearing the gospel. Uh, we hold to what is written in the Bible as the authority in all circumstances and we encourage all people who come to faith in Jesus to be, find the Bible-based community to join in their area. Um, I said, you, they, they uh, then say to me, you say we are compromising, but to hold that um, is actually more of a compromise not to share the gospel, 
for the sake of non-essential uh, theological differences. So the Mass is a non-essential theological difference, or the sacraments, or Mary, uh, or uh, St. Joseph, prayer to the dead saints, or the Rosary, these are non-essential theological differences. Anyway, my response to that was, this does not deal with the issue that Jews Jesus does not actually discourage any Jew who wants to become a Roman Catholic. Uh, Jews Jews also state, states that we want to be recognised as Jewish people believe that it's not only okay to believe in Jesus, well Catholics claim that, um, but it's the most Jewish thing that anyone can, have, uh, anyone can do. That Jews, Jews, that, sorry, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and he rose again on the third day and anyone who believes in him and his sacrifice and confesses it with his mouth will be saved. Rome wouldn't have a problem with that. In fact, uh, quite easily Rome would align themselves with that position. On the basis that you really, uh, well, I state on the basis that you realize, uh, reason that it does not matter whether a person practices in regards to denominations, be it Roman Catholic or Greek Orthodox, are not exactly discouraging, discouraged from remaining the very practices that sends them to hell because the Catholic Mass rejects Jesus' substitutionary atonement and so do the icons in the Greek Orthodox churches. I'd appreciate any response for you on this issue, acting for truth and then Jesus Miguel Hale. I think a response from Jews Jesus, however, there was um, a letter sent out um, to all the churches in uh, in the Gullers Green area of London and um, um, I highlighted certain points that were made by uh, Juice Jesus. Now in the letter um, this shows the direct ecumenical nature of Juice Jesus and um, how do we know this? Because when you look at the Council of Reference on the right to the letter, um, they state they're involved in working to establish unity within, uh, with the Roman Catholic Church uh, and other denominations, but uh, it was the obvious ecumenical tones used in the letter that really makes a lot of sense when the number of people listed in the letter really, they really believe that the Roman Catholic Church is Christian and do believe that the Pope is their brother in Christ. Now this letter was sent to every church in the Gold's Green area Lo London has stipulated and states that we invite you to an uh, evening of fellowship and partnership. It was sent to every single uh, church in, of every donation in the Gold's Green area. They say we are looking to foster new partnerships as we work for and in collaboration with the body of Christ. Knowing that God has called each of us to our place of ministry and gives a renewed emphasis to work together under one Lord. That's a clear ecumenical statement. He says we are inviting all the churches in and around the Jewish neighbourhoods to come together no matter your background. Now the following names listed in the council reference for the most part are listed who are listed are known ecumenists. Deuce Jesus is now part of a hub that promotes Protestant mergings with the Roman Catholic Church the New Age uh, Christianity, Postmodernism, and the Transformation Gospel. Uh, so you got uh, a guy called Reverend uh, Stephen Grot Roger.
the director of Clarence Trust International, former president of the Baptist Union Great Britain, who are very clearly anti-Israel. From uh, 1994 to 95, currently is on the council management for Spring Harvest, which are also ecumenical, where he acted as the chairperson for charitable trust, chose the council reference for Open Doors, um, and Juice Cheese in the UK. He was also on the London 2013 chairman, which is ecumenical under the Billy Graham Evangelist Association. Uh, which came under, yeah, it was the London 2013 event, and it was under the BGA. Uh, Mon Montague Barker, um, now he is a consultant psychiatrist and a member of the Executive Committee of Oxford Study for Missional Studies, which is ecumenical. This has ecumenists who are on the board of uh, members of staff, and has been an integral part of the Edinburgh 2010 um, General Council and is made up of the following members of the Edinburgh 2010 General Council and these are as follows uh, this was the Council World Mission Churches Together in Britain and Ireland the World Alliance of Reformed Churches Lutheran World Federation World Evangelical Alliance International Association for Mission Studies the Lausanne Council Committee for World Evangel Evangelization um, Due to USA's involvement in that, the Latin American Theological Fellowship, the Church of Scotland, Seventh-day Adventist Church, Asian Pentecostal Society, the Roman Catholic Church, Anglican Communion, the Orthodox Churches, um, this was part of the Baptist World Alliance, the World Council Churches, African Independent Churches, World Methodist Council, World Student Christian Federation, International Fellowship of Evangelical Students. Now, this was um, um, on the executive committee, um, and that was for the um, Oxford Centre of Missional Studies under the Edinburgh 2010, which had uh, a, a list of these groups involved. You've got uh, Richard Boas, who is uh, serves, um, uh, he's a list of the services of Jews, Jesus, and he is. Uh, on a mission targeting Jew Jewish community, sorry, the, the Jewish community on the holy day of Rosh Hashanah, but has been for a number of years sponsored activities from the premises of the church um, of an organization trained for the sorry, evangelistic targeting of Muslims by Brethren of Christ World Ministries. Uh, Lyndon Boeing, who is uh, an ecumenist. Um, runs care in the UK um, but he has also been the minister for 10 years at Kensington Temple this under Colin Dye which is part of the Elam Pentecostal Church um, he gives reference to a uh, and a tribute to uh, John Stott who is part of the Lausanne movement and also was promoted by uh, to be a staff member on the Juice Jesus staff member listing. Now is Lyndon's Boeing's wife, Celia Boeing, is the European board member for Juice Jesus who currently works as the prayer coordinator for care. On the council reference Juice Jesus you've got uh, Clive uh, Calver, Gerald Coates, Joel Edwards, David Evans, Roger Foster, Faye Foster, um, Greg Haslam. Greg Haslam is New Frontiers. 
Um, J. John. Oh yeah, um, Greg Haslam took over um, as pastor for Westminster Chapel, and that was under Martin Lloyd Jones. Um, I'm not saying Martin Lloyd Jones compromised, but in in the area of ecumenism, but um, you know, um, Greg Haslam certainly did, and because he was been involved with the world. Um, Global Day Prayer, the National Day Prayer has been involved with other ecumenical groups such as Hope Together and um, other groups as well, which are known. Um, J. John, R.T. Kendall, Jonathan Lamb, Peter Maiden, Peter Meadows, J.I. Packer, Lawrence Singlehair, season attending few. J.I. Packer, John Piper, Charlie Yazerski, Susan Perlman are all listed staff member. Theresa Newell, as mentioned before, when I was talking about her um, involvement with uh, working for this ecumenical organisation which promotes Alpha, uh, is on the Lausanne Constitution for Jewish Evangelism, but is uh, also been listed under uh, Juice Jesus. Um, now, um, Juice Jesus on their website, they they were quoting that they were at this um, ecumenical luncheon. Uh, which um, this rabbi of a local synagogue spoke about. Um, the, he was condemning the Jewish Jesus for using Jewish religious symbols and giving the Christological meaning. So he was very much against any form of evangelism to the Jewish people, but they didn't mind attending this ecumenical lunch and trying to convince all these people that we should work together, um, formulate alliances so that we can make Christ efficient and effective for the gospel and they want to do that with the Catholic Church, with the Greek Orthodox, with many of the wider ecumenical evangelical compromise groups um, which uh, wasn't uh, very good anyway there's quite a lot of information on the subject used to use on the website and um, in time I want to add a lot more to that article um, I just want to say thank you and God bless for joining us. We'll come to the half hour mark um, next week. I want to be covering on um, the whole area of ultimate gold and more than gold and um, further covering on more about the ecumenical movement within these organisations now that we established and covered on the ecumenism in the Messianic camp we're going to cover on the ecumenism in the evangelical camp um, so yeah just want to say God bless you um, thank you for joining us and we hope to uh, be back with you next week